<laughs> I'm Fantasy Horse, and I can make all your fantasies come true. Fantasy Horse? Yes? I'd like my wife Erin and I to sound really good in the next episode of our podcast, and I want the host Steven to sound really bad. Could you make it sound like he forgot to turn on his microphone or something? Your wish is my command. <laughs> The Wild West becomes wild in a way you wouldn't expect in This Movie Must Die. Welcome to our podcast. This is This Movie Must Die. I'm Steven Sperling. I'm Aaron Paris. And I'm Josh Sperling. This Movie Must Die is the podcast where we review a movie and decide its fate. Two movies battle for our love, but only one will survive. The movie we review fights to the death with the winner of the previous podcast. The winner since episode one has been Two O'Clock Courage from 1936. Today's challenger is The Terror of Tiny Town from 1938, a Western with a twist. And the twist is, one of you said. Do it, Aaron. How do I politely, like, I want to be PC. You guys know that. You can't use the M word. I would never. I think that's wrong anyway. The whole movie is cast with little people who are fairly talented, by the way. Wait, were you watching the same movie? Yeah, you know, I liked that some of some of them you could tell were not professionals, but there were a mm-hmm. few that that were and, you know. OK, that's right. The the opening title card tells us that it's an all midget cast. Now, the word midget was acceptable back then. I don't think anybody objected to it. But as as it happens, sometimes words become offensive uh, as they as we continue to use them. Yeah, so, but we would call them little people now. Do you have any thoughts, opening thoughts, before we get to our lists of loves and hates? I'd just like to say, okay, so what was it? A couple weeks ago, we watched Prairie Moon. What was the name of that one? Prairie Moon. Prairie Moon. Oh, I had it. Look at you. Okay, so we watched Prairie Moon, and we said... You know, we don't really like Westerns and we really don't (laughs) Don't like like musicals. Singing. (laughs) So Steven says, I've got an idea. Let's watch another Western musical, but this time with little people, and that'll make it okay. I I do believe I'm going to have to go check my notes that I told him that a, a fine would happen if he did this again without giving us a warning. So I'll send you the bill, Stephen. Mm-hmm. It's gonna I've already be cut hefty. that out of the audio, so you have no proof whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a hefty, hefty charge. <laughs> now, I, I have to admit that I did know it was a Western. I did not know it was a musical, and I did not know what this was going to be. I expected something very different. And in a way... I was really happy. When it started out, I thought, I know exactly what this is going to be. This is going to be a very condescending movie with a lot of gags related to the fact that these are little people. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was just going to be like uh, Baby Burlesques, which is an early uh, early 30s uh, series of shorts with Shirley Temple before she became a feature movie star. Uh, It features babies uh preschoolers in oversized diapers 
with uh, huge uh, safety pins, and they enact movies. They enact a parody of uh, adult films that were around at that time. Not that kind of adult film, just films that were made by and for adults. And they used to make movies for adults that uh, didn't involve watching people have sex. Yes, yes, that used to be a thing, and mm-hmm. now, it, now it is no longer. That's but not other- true. That is not true. There's some really good movies that don't involve that. In- they- Inception being my favorite. Well, usually if they don't involve watching people have sex, they involve ripping people's heads off instead. Or both. Yeah, but Inception doesn't rip anybody's head off either. Well, Inception was uh, a rarity. And awesome. In the fact that it was good. And awesome. <laughs> Very awesome. Oh, so you, you liked Inception better than this. Well, let's not, a let's not spoil it. Let's not a little spoil bit. It. Okay. Okay. Uh, but I, I thought that's what's going to be. Uh, I also thought of Buzzy Malone, that film yeah. where, where kids uh, are in an adult situation and there's lots of gags involving them being kids. Uh, or even there's a series of shorts from the early 30s called Dogtown, where dogs are enacting adult movies and it's a joke. That they're that they're saying. So I I thought at the very beginning, you know, I know that what this is going to be, and I wish they would just give these actors a regular script and have them play it straight. And I, I was stunned that that's what it was. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't believe it. I was about that. I was really happy. And I will just say that this is a bad movie, but it's not bad in the way that I expected. And in fact. None of the badness has anything to do with the fact that they cast little people. None of it. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I, I really expected it to be more, um, you know, exploitation and was really surprised that it wasn't. Yeah, I was really um, I was relieved, actually. Yeah. Um, you know, because, you know, and when was this movie done, Stephen? In 38. 38. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't above that time period to really turn, you know, something similar to this in some sort of gimmicky film, like you mentioned with Gads and all of that. And I just feel like that's just wrong. It's like, you just shouldn't do that for somebody else's entertainment. And to me, if you're entertained by that, that that bothers me as well on a different level. I wonder though, if their reason wasn't, you know, so much that they didn't want to exploit um, little people or if it had more to do with they already had this bad script written and they thought, ah, this is no good. This will never sell. But wait, I've got an idea. Let's put little people in there and that'll sell it. And they're like, OK, should we re- rewrite it to make fun of the fact that they're little people? Nah, I don't know. Uh, there's a prologue missing in the version we saw. I found out about it and mm. watched it on YouTube. There's a prologue where we see uh, a normal-sized man, the only one in the entire cast. He's on a stage, and he's introducing the film. And uh, there's a little bit with uh, the hero and the villain. They're both on the stage with him. And we see the only condescending gag. And it's not that bad. Uh, The hero is trying to get the, the attention of the announcer, and he tugs on the man's coat like a child which was a little bit annoying, 
but nothing like that happened to the rest of the film. Uh, but very interestingly, he the reason he's tugging on the man's coat and trying to get his attention is that he wants to tell them that this movie is serious. They actually explicitly say that. Hmm. And okay. the announcer says, this is serious? And the guy says, yes, this is a serious film. Ladies and gentlemen and children of all ages, we're going to present for your approval a novelty picture with an all-midget cast, the first of its kind ever to be produced. I'm told that it has everything. That is, everything that a Western should have. It's a soul-stirring drama, a searing saga of the sagebrush, and it's called The Terror of Tiny Town. <laughs> but I must caution you not to take it too seriously. Uh, this picture begins... Hey, mister, come down here. I want to talk to you. Uh, pardon me. Excuse me, there's a slight correction. You mean it is serious? Sure it's serious. I'm the hero. After this picture's out, I'll be the biggest cowboy star in Hollywood. Wait a minute. Who'll be the biggest star in Hollywood? Who are you? I'm the villain. Who did that? Oh, oh, oh. The applause is okay, but who laughed? I'm the toughest hombre that ever threw lead. And I ain't afraid of the biggest one of you. I'm the terror of Tiny Town. And that's the star part. That's what you think. Yeah, that's just what I think. Oh, wait a minute, man, man, wait a minute. We'll see. Let's go through the picture. <laughs> that's a swell idea. Let's go through with the picture. So they made it a very explicit uh, from the beginning that they were making a serious film, and it was. And it's funny because a lot of people saw the movie that we thought we were going to see. Uh, they accused it of being exploitative. It was not. It was probably less exploitative than any other per, uh, movie with a little person around that time or afterwards. Uh, probably probably the least exploitative film since uh, or until Willow. One thing, Stephen, that I thought was interesting when I was doing just a little bit of reading, and yes, sometimes I do research. It's all right. You read? Good job, honey. It, it, yeah, and I can read. You know, sometimes Josh <laughs> reads to me, but that's different. Oh, okay. Um, you know, they talked about the sets were actually made for another movie, and they just didn't have the budget to make sets scaled to the height of the actors, which is why you get the whole when they walk under the bar doors. And the bar doors yeah. are, you know, they almost walk under them. It's because that set wasn't yeah. designed for them. But yeah. I noticed that that was really the only time that I personally, it caught my attention that that was something that the actors weren't five foot six or whatever. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting that they did such a good job at at just making it a straight movie. Yeah. Unless it was that one little weird thing that would kind of catch your attention as they walk through the door that was it that was and the, I, the, I didn't notice it the first, yeah i didn't notice it the first uh two times that i watched it i watched it three times and there is uh only one moment that i caught the third time where someone really really small walks under the door and it didn't really come off like gag to me and, and like i said i didn't notice it and there's the second time that it happens the cook otto he is sneaking into the saloon. So it's understandable that he would avoid the door. He was deliberately avoiding them, but no one else has to duck to get to the doors. They're, uh, they come about chin high to the doors, so obviously they're going to, they're going to open them just like anybody else would. Uh, I didn't know that they had tried to scale the movie uh, to their size. That's very interesting. The, the, no, the, they, they didn't. Oh, they didn't they, even try. 
they didn't even try. They couldn't. They didn't have the money. Okay. So they, okay. They, yeah, they were using a set that had already been built for another movie. And um, so I, I think that that says something about the actors and the director that yeah. that the movie was done in a just a straight manner without gags, even though they didn't have, you know, sets that were made custom for them. You know, right. they still pulled it off. And I think that's something to be said for that. Yeah. And the only um, the only thing they did to, to make it scale was to give them uh, give the actors Shetland ponies to yeah. to ride, which I, I, it, I barely registered with me as a gag or anything. I mean, some some people considered it a gag. Uh, there was criticism of gags like the Shetland ponies walking under the saloon doors and rummaging through a cabinet. I don't even get why that would be a gag. I guess I, I guess it's that silly to see. I, I, I don't even know what that means. I mean, uh, the cook rummaged through the cabinet, but that had nothing to do with him being small. I think they were just seeing the film that they thought they were going to see, and it, it wasn't there. Hmm. So why don't we go ahead and start with the loves? What three things did you love about it, Aaron? Oh my goodness! <laughs> there's so I, much for her to love. There, there is. There's just Where so much. You know, um, you know. I've actually talked a lot of the things that I, I did like. Um, you know, just in an overall, you know, what they tried to do with the movie and what I think they actually you know did accomplish um i did think it's funny that he brought a guitar on their date you know <laughs> I, I i don't know I, I married a musician and i can guarantee you that there was not a single time that he brought a guitar on a date and sang to me so clearly he is not trying hard enough yeah i i married an underachiever Ladies and gentlemen, I had my guitar. It was just in the trunk. I was waiting for my opportunity. <laughs> well, Josh, Josh is not a Western cowboy hero. And so you wouldn't expect that sort of thing from him. But I, I, I told him before he went on the date with you that you need to think like a Western cowboy hero. And he refused to do it. Yeah, I didn't even bring guns, to be fair. No, you didn't. Okay, so the next the next thing I loved more than anything, my favorite part, I wrote down Chicken Girl. As she's hollering, it comes out as caw, 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 caw. Are you talking about the heroine? Yes, and so I intend to use that often in my life because I mean- was, just, was, was, was she yelling out buck? Yeah, but it came out. As, as that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but I was like, what is she crowing at? You know, <laughs> and then I guess the last thing that uh, made me laugh was uh, the tutorial on how to just shove people randomly when yeah. I walk into a room. I like that. that. That's that's how you can define a villain, you know, or just somebody who's, you know, dominant, knows what they're doing. Right. It could be a positive I, I don't usually see that. Usually it's like this. Here's our villain. And he just comes in and just starts shoving people out of the I way. And that's how you know. Start doing that to like empower myself. No, I think that would define you as a villain. You I've, never seen wear a black. Hero, I've never seen a hero walk in and start shoving people around. Exactly. Exactly. 
I don't want to be the hero. I just want to be an empowered individual. Okay. You know, respected, little bit of fear. Yeah. That's called a villain. Is that called a villain? Yes, when you want fear and and assertion. Yeah. Are are you also thinking about killing people and, and framing other people for it? Like, I would admit that here. Okay. All right. A- after the show, Stephen, afterwards. We'll, we'll find out whether that's a yes or no answer. I think I have the answer, and I, I think I'm very disturbed. Okay, I think Josh. I'm just going to I'm gonna take people who love guitars over and show them Josh is in the trunk. <laughs> take care of it from there. Did you say Josh is in the trunk? No, Josh's guitar that he's been oh, keeping guitar. in the trunk. Yeah. Okay. I thought yeah. you said he was Oh, is that trunk. still there? Oh, my God. I think so. I'm thinking that's how I'm going to capture people. Josh, now you know what to do for Valentine's Day, which is coming up very soon. Get, get your guitar out. <laughs> it, okay, it Josh, you know what? It, it is coming up very soon because yes. today in our world and not the listeners' world, it's right. sports ball. Sports oh, ball. That's right. Sports, sports ball. Sports ball? Day. Yes. Sports ball. Sports ball today, yes. Is Featuring it the, sports the ball. Big one? The, What's it? the big one? The, the big one. This is the big game, the sports bowl. The Super Sports Bowl. Yes. Okay. Uh, so were you finished with the things that you love, honey? Um, no, because I love YouTube. Okay, now I'm done. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so um, I liked that I learned about Bo Brummel. Let me tell you a little bit about <laughs> Bo Brummel. Um, no, uh, so, yeah, I had uh, wondered who in the world this Bo Brummel was mm-hmm. uh, since it's a line from a, a Billy Joel song for you uh, musically unaffiliated uh, people like Steven may not know. Uh, from- and one of the characters audience, one of the characters mentions Bo Brummel. Right. So uh, um, from um, what is it? It's, it's only rock and roll. Uh, you, you could be another Bo Brummel baby. If you just give it half a chance, it's a line from a Billy Joel song. So um, I wondered who the heck this Bo Brummel was. And in, in our film this week, um, he mentions uh, one of the characters mentions uh, at the, uh, the barbershop, I believe it was. Barbershop, yes. He's a, another Bo Brummel. So I thought, who is this Bo Brummel? And he's a fashion plate from the 18th century. Was it? 19th century, maybe the 19th century. Um, anyway, uh, that's what I learned. So all about it. I don't even know what century he came from, but uh, he was a, a fashion plate. A and fashion so that's why he, plate. Yes, a plate of fashion. Okay, a whole, whole delicious plate, whole meal. <laughs> Have a little side of Bo Brubble. Ew. <laughs> no, don't say those things. <laughs> so... Um, I liked uh, uh, Bat Haynes was our villain, our shovey villain. Yes. Um, and uh, uh, he was very punchy in this movie, <laughs> um, which I'll get to in my hates, I guess. But um, uh, he also liked to spy on people sort of from another dimension. Yes, apparently. <laughs> where he could see everything that was going on, but nobody could see him. No. He was just like looking over the hedge and watching. We had no idea where the heck he was, but he could see everything that was going on. He's just, <laughs> but nobody could see him, even though he was right there or in another dimension. Who knows? We saw the same thing in Prairie Moon, and I think it happens in a lot of these B-Westerns where where somebody shoots from another dimension, it, it, it feels like, and you don't know where they are in relation to the person he just shot, but you can, I guess you have to assume that that he's somewhere 
somewhere in the vicinity of the person he shot. Otherwise, he couldn't have shot him. I, I yeah, the westerns B westerns are very bad at, at spatial relations sometimes. Yeah, it's like they can hide out in the middle of the desert behind you know three blades of grass and <laughs> nobody can see them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're not, uh, saying, you're not saying you liked his performance. Uh, no, that's uh, made me laugh. I, I wouldn't say I liked anybody's performance in this movie, but okay. that made me laugh uh, just because it's stupid. <laughs> um, so uh, the one real thing that I saw as a gag involving the fact of their their size was that I saw was it was there was deliberately a gag was that they it took two little people to play an upright bass and although you know I'm sure a lot of people would see that as um, offensive it made me laugh I know I'm extremely un PC um, mm -hmm. but that actually made me laugh. <laughs> oh and you forgot Josh and I had one that was kind of a joint one Stephen my note says Jack and Jill. I hate Steven. So basically that Jack and Jill <laughs> song that we were like, oh my God, this is painful. Oh yeah. Josh is like, he can't even talk about it. You should see the look on his face. Well, you're, you're, this is hate. How did this go into loves? She just threw that in there. I just I threw no that idea. in there. Cause, cause Josh and I both were like, thought that was terrible. So we get, <laughs> we get a joint one. Yeah. One of the songs I think was called uh, Mr. Jack and his Mr. Jill. I think that was the full title of it. My least favorite song was all of them. <laughs> uh, is that is that it for your loves? That's it for my loves. That's for it. now and forever. That's it, love. Okay. There was one piece of music that I really liked, and I don't know if it was stock music, but it really it really fit the movie. Uh, we hear it in the title sequence. Uh, there's other music during the title sequence, but we hear it at the very end of the title sequence, and we hear it a couple times throughout the movie. It's a very whimsical piece, and I think it has xylophones or something in it, and I, I thought that was a very charming piece of music. Well, the, the Jack and Jill song stood out to me as being awful. Uh, the other songs didn't particularly bother me, but the, I really did not like that Jack and Jill song either. <laughs> uh, I wrote that, uh, I, I, I've already mentioned that uh, the Western, for the most part, is respectful and not condescending to its cast. I didn't notice that bass thing, by the way. I think I just accepted it as something that you would need to do if you're a little person. I don't play. think you would because there was one guy uh, fretting uh, and another guy uh, with the bow on the strings. And if you were looking at that, you definitely wouldn't think it would take two full-size people to do that. But but would they have had to do that? Or do, could a little person have played it without doing it that way? No, not a full-size one, no. Oh, so they had to do it. So it wasn't, wasn't really a gag. It was something they had to do. Well, yeah, but obviously the fact that uh, they needed to play a full-size 
base was clearly a gag. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't even catch that one. I did catch one thing. There's a gossipy neighbor who is talking about someone she knows. And she says, I can't believe this Mrs. So-and-so could be so small. And by small, she meant mean. That is the only thing that I caught. As I was saying, I never thought that Mrs. Clancy could be so small. You're absolutely right. Oh, that, yeah, there there were little gags, uh, uh, word gags like that. that, that were I, there? That's the I just didn't I notice noticed. any other visual gags. That's what I was talking about. There were other things. Um, uh, what was the name of the, the, the town? It was called Tiny Town. There were yeah, that's true. Things. That's true. There were just little tiny, uh, no... <laughs> no, pun, <Wow. laughs> no pun intended tiny uh references to the fact that they're smaller uh in stature okay yeah the, i only caught that one where about the gossipy neighbor and that was that was it i mean i guess you could call this shetland pony a gag but again it just seemed like the normal thing to do they're smaller people they need smaller horses that doesn't right it probably wouldn't have been safe to have a, a little person on a full-size horse right right you know i didn't even notice like and by that i mean there was no how i want to say this no other visual reference to where I, I even thought it was weird or amusing or anything it was just a horse and there yeah. was a person on the horse and, and i think i i just you know i keep going back to the time that this was produced and i just I'm impressed that that somebody had the forethought to not be a jackass about it. Yeah, I, I, that thing alone gives me mad respect for the movie that I wouldn't have otherwise had. Because otherwise, it's just a very generic B-Western that's not particularly well done. I wouldn't even say it's particularly bad. I've definitely seen B-Westerns that are worse than this. But I have to give it respect for that. I did enjoy the performance of little Billy Rhodes as the villain. I thought he was really good as an actor, but you both disagree. I disagree. I, I did, what did you think? Is that okay? Is that like the elderly? No, that Haynes. He said the villain. Oh, I thought the elderly gentleman was also not a nice guy, but yeah, I thought he was okay. I liked his name. I need a villain name like bat. That's just cool. Bat Paris. Bat. <laughs> his name was Bat Rhodes, right? Because his, his real yeah. name is Little Billy Rhodes. No, uh, his character name was Bat Haynes. That's the villain's name. Oh, Bat Haynes. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, uh, I thought the story was pretty standard, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There, yeah, there was nothing interesting about it. No. Yeah. And these B-Westerns, they, even though the plots are very simple... I still get confused as to who's doing the scheming. Uh, one one problem is that everyone looks alike. You know, there's not, it's not like in the comic book world where they, the hero and the villain have two completely different costumes. Uh, there's a cliche that says that the hero wears a white hat and the villain wears a black hat, but that's not really true uh, in Westerns. I mean, maybe it happens once in a while, but. Well, Prairie it, Moon, he wore all white to make yeah. sure that you did not forget <laughs> right. that you he know, was the hero. And, and that didn't make him easy to hit with a bullet at all. No. That's, <laughs> but but didn't the the hero, he wore white, a war hat in this one too. I guess he did. Yeah, I guess this was white hat, black hat in this case. But you'll, you'll see plenty of you Westerns where that's not the case. So I don't know where that cliche came from. Maybe it happens more often than not. I don't know, but I, I don't often see it. So that's my list of loves. Now let's go to the easy part for the two of you, at least the hates. Hooray. Okay. 
I wrote down here. I don't even remember what my note was about, which is, you know, I blocked it out. I guess I wrote that the duck gag makes me gag because it's oh, so yeah. stupid. What was the yeah. duck gag? I don't know. Like I said, I must have blocked <laughs> it out. But if somebody else is going to watch this thing or listen to this crap, they should know to watch out for the duck now, gag. Is the crap the movie or the crap is us talking about the movie? No, the crap is us talking. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, no, it, it always is. <laughs> so yeah. I don't. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So I don't remember what stupid thing they had done with the duck. But um, anyway, do you well, remember? The, seeing- yeah, I do remember. Uh, the cook was chasing the duck. He wanted uh, to make a duck dinner and he was chasing oh, the duck. Oh, yeah. Through. Yeah. And the the stuff with the cook was not funny. I, yeah. I, I feel that the actor could have been funny with better material, but it was it was not funny at all. I I. I thought it was slightly funny when he, I guess he was supposed to be a Jewish caricature because when at one oh, point, I didn't he, catch um, that. yeah, I, I, at first I couldn't tell what accent he was doing or, or I don't even know if it was affected. It might've been Israel accent, but at one point he, uh, he falls down and drops everything in his hands and he says, I schlitzed. What do you think Doc's what are you trying to do? I can't help it, boss. I schlitzed. Well, schlitz that stuff into the wagon. I'm going over to the barber shop and get slits all cleaned up. Good. So I thought that was kind of funny, but I assume that means he's a he's a Jewish character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but nothing nothing he did was funny. The stuff with the duck was not funny. Uh, yeah, every, but again, mad respect for the comedy relief having nothing to do with them being small. Yeah, I really like that. All right. So my next thing was the um the barber shop. Quartet? Yes. yes. Uh, but it was a, it was a triplet. There there weren't four. I, I, I don't I don't I don't care. They and they <laughs> made the they made the 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 one guy sing in a fake low oh, voice, yeah. and I'm like. Every This is so, you know what, if this happened when I was getting my hair cut, I'd be like, I'm out of here. I'm not listening to this crap while I'm trying to get my hair cut. So, and it just wouldn't stop singing. They stopped for like 30 seconds and then he goes, oh, how about another song? And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, how about I kill you? (laughs) Yeah, audience, there was a part where a fourth person joins in and he's dubbed and the joke is that his voice is much deeper than you would expect but it's really badly done Memories. Uh, the actor is barely mouthing the words when he sings it just it just really comes off bad even if it was synced well it's just a dumb joke it wasn't funny in Prairie Moon, and it's not funny in this. It is funny in Laurel and Hardy. Which one? I believe it's Flying Deuces. It could be Way Out West. Trying to remember. If I it's don't Way know. Out West, it's not been that long since I've seen that one. I mean, I have a crush on Stan Laurel, but I don't know all of the movies or anything yeah, like we'll, that. Yeah, we'll have you know, to. he's dead, right? Yeah, I know. Okay. She doesn't have a crush on the way he is now, because the way he is now is pretty disgusting. Well, I just wanted to make sure that she's not going to try to run off with him. I didn't right. even, I know, fine. Okay, so I have uh, one more, right, Stephen, that yeah. I need to. Um, only one. Only one. See, that's the 
that's the hard part. <laughs> there are a lot of choices. There really is. I think for me, there's, I'm going to do a, a two for a two for one. Cheap. Was um, when they hurt that little calf, not okay. Oh. And when he punched that, punched a woman, not okay. What kind of violent thing are you making me watch? Now, I caught the punching the woman, and I thought they did a good job. They cut away from it, so we didn't actually see the impact. Uh-huh. It, it well, was uh, audiences, audiences when the villain uh, punched the bad girl. Uh, she's referred to as the vampire, uh, not, not a Dracula-type vampire, but w- women who were, who were bad. Well, yeah, would be called uh, vampires back then. Um, but... Yeah, I, I thought I thought they handled that well. Again, they cut away from her being punched, but I didn't catch the cap thing. Yeah, they were going to, um, it was near the beginning. And I think what they were hinting at is they were rustling cattle and rebranding them. Mm. So they were hunting this little calf down and they finally grabbed it and like tied it up and they were going to brand it. They didn't get that far, but... I have a thing with like, no, mm-hmm. I didn't need to see that. That's not okay. So mm-hmm. even the threat of, of violence toward animals. He tied it oh, up. Okay. With his little feet all tied up. Uh, that is not acceptable. Yeah. But you were always tying people like that little kid that you tied up their feet up the other yeah, day. Yeah, remember? Nobody was complaining about that except for their parents who called the police. You were supposed to be babysitting. Mm-hmm. Oh, I sat on it. Mm-hmm. It. She didn't bother to find out whether it was a male or female baby. Mm. Uh, Josh, your hates. My hates run long and deep. Long. Thorough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, obviously, you know, my hate has to do with um, the fact that it's another musical Western. It's not its fault. It's, that's more your fault. So I'm going to just have that hate for you. It's not the fact that it exists. It's just the fact that you're making me watch it. Uh-huh. So, uh, but this one uh, is is the only of the ones that we've watched so far for this podcast that I, I'd actually heard of. I hadn't seen yeah. it, but I had uh, heard of it. I have a book called uh, Showgirls, Teen Wolves, and Astro Zombies, uh, oh. written by Michael Adams that uh, he discusses the worst movies ever made. And surprise, surprise, the terror of tiny town made the book, but did not win for uh, the be- the worst movie ever made in his uh, opinion. I won't spoil uh, what he does pick in case uh, anybody in the audience would like to read the book. It is a very interesting book. If you like that sort of thing, uh, the, the, the performances in general, I, I disliked. And, and I think maybe because, you know, there there had to be a shortage of oh little God, people. Oh, my God, you did act- not what? say that. I, I, I didn't mean that as a pun. <laughs> oh, my God. Why are you belittling these people, Josh? <laughs> oh, my. Ladies and gentlemen, my husband means nothing by that. He's just. It's just a word. He can't help it. It's not his fault. There, there are. There is a, a limited supply. <laughs> Of uh, 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 of little people working in Hollywood, and yeah. if you make a whole cast, and it was a fairly large cast, you know, for for a, a low budget B film, there were a lot of people in it, and every single one of them had to be a little person. So they had to pretty much round up, I would assume, every single little person that was working in Hollywood at the time, mm-hmm. and 
I don't know if they purposely only chose proportionate uh, little people because that's all we saw. I don't know if they wanted it to to look, you know, like because a- after a while of watching it, it without other reference of their size, right. you start to forget that you're watching small people. Exactly. Right. You know? I didn't see a single person who would qualify as a dwarf, in other words. Right. Exactly. Right. So, um, uh, you know, and it says all, you know, midget cast and, and what they considered midget at that point was a proportionate dwarf. Right. So, um, so I, 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 I assume they probably did that on purpose. So of all the little people there were at the time, you only want the proportionate ones to be in this film. There, you've got to pretty much take everybody you can. And then whoever was even could act a little bit, had been in a commercial or, or whatever at right. that time, those were the leads, you know, it, you know, you had to get everybody. And so the, the acting, I think really, really um, the performances really suffered because the Wizard of Oz used children as well right for for those scenes you know yes but all nearly all of this cast was also in wizard of oz by the way okay right because yeah i would assume wizard of oz also needed to just i mean they had a lot of munchkins so they needed a lot of little people fill out that cast plus uh, little kids i assume children there's just to fill it out yeah yeah the wizard of oz though was less reliant on their acting skills exactly right which is why that one didn't suffer as much as this one did. Yeah, if you had to do a whole Wizard of Oz with all little people, I think, yeah, that would have been a problem. Probably would not have gone over so well. Well, this this movie would have been better had they had the budget of Wizard of Oz and had, had chances for retakes. Uh, a lot of these B-Westerns are actually pretty badly acted. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the uh, John Wayne ones, the ones he made before he became a star, he hadn't quite learned his craft, and he comes off pretty much as awkwardly as the actors in this film. Really? I hadn't seen any of those. Yeah, uh, well, I'll have to make you watch them. No, they're, that's They're okay. not musicals. <laughs> okay. They're not musicals. I want to hear him sing. I wonder what that would sound like. John, John Wayne singing. John Wayne, yes. I don't know if he's ever sung before. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he did play um, Genghis Khan, which was odd, but that's the <laughs> oddest thing that I know of him doing. I don't know if he sung. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I'd buy that album. John Wayne sings the hits of Motown. <laughs> that's not, there's nothing in that sentence that's okay. <laughs> okay, so um, uh, another thing uh, Aaron mentioned a little bit is um, didn't much care for, you know, punchy, punchy McGee who liked to punch <laughs> women and punch horses. He punched his horse at one point. Yeah, and, no, yeah. Uh, so yeah, not not a big fan of that. Um so yeah, I can't even even cutting away before the actual blow. I don't think uh, uh, takes too much away from that uh, negative effect of uh, punching those who are defenseless. He's a villain. He's supposed to do bad things. He sh- it, uh, we weren't offended when he shot somebody to death. No, that's fine. No, because it was a man. Men deserve it. Women yeah. and horses can't defend themselves. All right. All right. We can. We just shouldn't have to. Well, have you ever <laughs> seen a horse? Uh, defend himself with like a shield or no, karate skills. They or... can cut, you know, hit you in the head, knock you, kill you that way. Can they? Yep. Okay. And he hit the horses behind. You could tell the horse was not even phased by that. It's not are you like. Making, a... Are you making excuses for this oh, man yeah. now? Did you ask the horse? It's not like Schwarzenegger punching the camel in what was it? He punched the camel in the um, not Red Sonia, but the the 
Oh gosh, what was it? He punched a camel in. Kindergarten cop? He, no, uh, not kindergarten he, cop. He punched a camel. In, in one of those sword and sorcery films. Is it? Was it? Uh, well, you've got Conan the Barbarian and Conan, Conan the Destroyer. Conan. But there's yeah. two of them. But right. I don't remember him punching a camel. He but does punch a camel. That's not okay. That's the one where he plays Conan O'Brien. No, that's a different Conan. Oh, uh, okay. He never plays Conan O'Brien. No, Red Sonia is its own level of garbage. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, but uh, the pre- the people who made Conan also made Red Sonia, and I think Schwarzenegger even had a cameo in that. But I, for some reason, I couldn't remember the name of Conan the Barbarian. Oh no, <laughs> he was wrong. he was a uh, quite a like a co-star or whatever in Red Sonia. Oh, was he? Oh, yeah, okay. and I'd forgotten. I'd and he it. he may according to something he said he makes his children watch that movie as punishment if, <laughs> and they know it they're like go in there and watch 20 minutes of red sonia go sit down you know so um <laughs> that cracks me up but yeah okay. well <laughs> I, th- I think bat haynes may have inspired um blazing saddles uh where there's a horse horse punching scene oh that's right that's right there is a horse punching scene he might have not done that. not punch horses or animals. Be nice. In real life or in TV? All the time. Okay. I'm just grateful there was no bean scene that inspired, uh, ins- inspired the movie for that. Uh, is that all of your hates? Um, I have barely <laughs> begun. Uh, but that's all I'll give you for today. Okay. I uh, love and hate that the prologue was missing. I didn't like the prologue, but I never like when a movie is uh, cut so I loved and hated that. Uh, I've already explained why I didn't quite like the, the prologue, but it still should have been there. So I don't know why it was missing from that particular print. And the second thing I added was the, the music, the dialogue, the acting, the script, the comedy. I was a little harsh, or this is what I wrote when I very first saw it, but I, I warmed up a little bit to the movie during this second and third times. I watched it. I only watched it a third time because we were supposed to do this recording last week and I wanted to uh, freshen my memory about it. I I would have otherwise only watched it twice, but I warmed up a little bit to it each time. And like I said, there was a piece of music that I liked and I didn't really hate the music except for the Jack and Jill song. Yeah, I suggested to Aaron that we should rewatch this um, since it'd been a while, but that was only just a joke. I knew you wouldn't do it. I knew you wouldn't do it. Not even for me, I knew you wouldn't do it. And that joke was funnier than anything in this movie. (laughs) Uh, Okay. (laughs) For Steven, he's like, why did I ask her to participate in this project? Why did I ask either one of you since you hate movies? That's not true. I love movies. I just educated you on Red Sonja. Seriously? I, I just hate I, I, bad movies. If if uh, you make us watch a good movie, I might like it. It's so frustrating dealing with you two. <laughs> <laughs> so frustrating. Uh, let's see. I I did want to mention that they uh, most of the cast was in Wizard of Oz, and we've already done that. There was one little other thing that I wanted to mention, and I hope I can remember before we before we continue on. Don't don't talk about that. It's okay. We don't need to talk about it. Talk about what? Oh, you know. The, the, other, <laughs> the, other, the other thing? The other thing you're oh, looking for. Yeah, there, there was something interesting about this. This movie was, I'm surprised to learn, a success when it came really? out. Really? It made money. 
and there was supposed to be a series just like it. I don't know if they were all going to be Westerns. They might have been uh, little people in other scripts, but I actually would have liked that to have happened. These actors could not have found it very easy to get parts uh, to do things, and it would have been kind of cool for them to do it. And it would have been cool if the budget had increased each time, so maybe they could have made a better movie than this. I would have liked that. But for some reason, and we don't know why, it didn't happen. There was no series made. Now, now, Stephen, so was this movie considered like the feature or or was this before the feature? You know, how did this fit in? I think it was part of a double bill. There were a lot of double bills at the time. And this would have been the B uh, part of the double bill. There was an A and B. An A picture is the picture that's uh, Wizard of Oz would have been an A picture. In fact, Wizard of Oz is actually such an A picture that it was probably uh, released by itself without any other uh, with it. I know Gone with the Wind was, but that's because it was. You know, uh, but again, you know, with something like the Wizard of Oz was an A picture, and this was a B picture. Uh, so I believe that it was shown on a double bill. I don't think people went to these just to see it. Uh, but I'm sure a lot of people were attracted to it. And, you know, it's a novelty. It's unusual. They felt they could laugh at it. Uh, maybe they did laugh at it, but I thought it was very respectful. And I wish I, I wish these actors had had more chances to do a respectful movie. Don't you wish you could have seen what the other movies in the series would have been like? Don't you? Don't you miss that you're not going to be able to see them ever? No, no, I do not. Okay. Okay. It's not okay. too late. There are still little people in the world. That's true. That's true. And I would be totally in favor of making movies like this only better. And more offensive. No, less no. offensive. Oh, less, less offensive. Less, less. Oh I don't think we do that anymore, do we? Do what? we make less offensive things? No, we really don't. I thought we make more, more everything's offensive. everything's more offensive you know we 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 we're angry at uh past movies for being politically incorrect but movies today are really offensive and anytime a little person appears it's always you know a joke so again mad respect for this film oh i wish i remembered um the actor's name and that that movie the um elf well no the, but the other movie he was in, um, it was like a, not kind of a murder mystery and a whodunit kind of thing. And I should have done research on it because I watched it with you. I just remember he brought the lady a coffee maker. Her husband had died. Oh, oh, uh, the one where he he plays just a, a person, right? Well, he, who's yeah. Who's yeah. he? Uh, so uh, the uh, the actor, the... Um, I can't uh, remember his name. The, little, very... the little person in Elf. You know the movie Elf. Yeah, I, I do know of that. And he—he's very it. famous. He was in Game of Thrones. He does a ton of voiceover work. Um, very, very successful man. I cannot remember the name of it either. If I knew, if I had known you were going to bring that up, I would have looked it up. But uh, we watched a movie. It was the first time I ever saw a little person play a role that anybody could have played. It didn't mm. it didn't necessarily need to be a little person. And it's never addressed that he is a little person. And he mm. does a fantastic yeah, job. He did a good job. He did a really good job. And, um, you know, I liked that, like he just said, they hired him because he was good at his job and he was a good actor. And I think we need to do more of that with people in general. You know, it, it, just as a whole, hire people for their talent not for 
you know, any other reason. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Yes. Yes. A very unfortunate name. I, I don't know if it's his real name or not, but that's a no, kind of an unfortunate name. Uh, yeah, I saw him in a movie. Uh, it had something to do with the train, but it was so good. And he was so good in it. I also saw another uh, really dim comedy. Uh, it was it was low budget. It um, had a lot of uh, sexual gags, but he was part of a gag about him being small in it. And I thought, oh, he had to do this stuff early in his career. <laughs> too bad. That is too bad because he's too talented for that. Yes. Yes, indeed. Okay, that's all I wanted to say. So uh, let's give our thumbs up or thumbs down first. Erin. I am struggling with this, actually, believe it or not. But I'm going to go with a thumbs down on this. I wish I could do just like a a flat middle, but thumbs down, I guess. Yeah, I struggle a whole lot less. My uh, thumb (laughs) is much easier to point down. I struggle a little bit because, like I said, I do have respect for what this movie tried to do, but it's a Oh, Stephen, did you just say you struggled a little bit? Uh, oh, oh, shut up. Shut Stephen. Up. All right. That is both of you. <laughs> Stop being rude. Yeah. All right. So you say which way? Uh, I say thumbs down. Thumbs down. Okay. Three thumbs okay. down. So it's going to be pretty easy to predict, but let us vote. Are we going to vote to kill off the terror of Tiny Town from 1938? Or are we going to kill off our champion so far? Uh, two o'clock, not two o'clock Kurtz. Don't go into it. I keep doing that. Two in the dark from 1936. Which one are we going to kill off? Which one is going to survive? Which one are you going to kill, Aaron? Um, the terror of Tiny Town. Sorry, Tiny Town. Yes, we'll kill the little people. <gasps> oh, I'm shocked at you, Josh. I'm shocked at your vote. I'm a little shocked, too. Stop that. Uh, And I'm going to kill off the terror of Tiny Town. Uh, It's definitely not as good or as entertaining as... Which which is funny that that movie just continues to live on. And I (laughs) kind of liked it. It's pretty good. It's it's better than the rest of the swill he makes us watch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and... Aaron didn't even give that one or any of the movies so far a thumbs up. And that was the only one that you gave a thumbs up. You gave a thumbs up to nothing else. Uh, <laughs> unless unless we count our other series, The Short Must Die, uh, Aaron did give a thumbs up to Scrap Happy Dappy. Because you made me. I I twisted your arm, but you still did it. You could have uh, You could have resisted the torture. Nah, wasn't worth it. But as far as this series goes... No thumbs up from Aaron, one thumb up from Josh, and three thumbs up from me. So I'm so I'm accused of hating every movie, but I just like to say that I did give a thumb up to one movie and Aaron to one movie. Uh, yes, Aaron thumbed them all to us. So she hates movies even more than I do. Mm. Mm. I, I just assume that, you know, we're, we're making a show called This Movie Must Die, that I'm the perfect person for it because I hate movies and want them all to die. I consider you both to be deeply imperfect. <laughs> yeah, is a uh, Crow T Robot it organized the? I, I believe it's the film anti-preservation <laughs> league. And so, uh, yes, yes, I, I remember that. I, I think I need to start donating money uh, to that cause to kill off these these wonderful pieces of garbage. <laughs> 
I definitely don't want the. I don't want any movie to spear, but I definitely wouldn't want this movie to spear. Well, that's not true, because when we did the Two O'Clock Courage and Two in the Dark, we had to watch both of those and pick mm-hmm. the one we liked the best. So I did right. pick one of those and gave it a thumbs up. So I did do that that one time. I thought you gave them both thumbs down, but you just like... You hated one slightly less. I don't yes. think I did. No, you did. You did, because I, I recently edited that episode, and you gave both of them a thumbs down, but you said that Two in the Dark was better than Two O'Clock Courage. And is this my punishment? <laughs> well, we will try again next week. Maybe you will like next week's episode. Uh, oh, I, will there be singing? <laughs> I don't know. Again, I haven't seen this, but I'm guessing there will not be singing. So, can we please, add singing to it? Can we sing while we're watching it? You complained about the singing, and now you want to add it. Why would I add good singing? Our singing. My singing. <laughs> Our singing. Okay, can I ask Stephen before we yes. sign off? How are you picking this crap? <laughs> I mean, are you shutting your eyes and diving into the web and just... No, he might accidentally find a good one if he did that. I mean, where are you finding this stuff? I, 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 I come across a movie that looks interesting. This one is well known. This, I'm sure this is the best known of the, all the movies that we covered, although it's more infamous than famous, but it's still fairly well known. The other ones I just happened to cr- uh, cross and... They look good. Last episode, I picked one that mom liked, and I ended up liking it too, but neither one of you liked Shadow of Fear. Four, I believe. Okay, Stephen, you need to stay out of the dark web. (laughs) I'm just, just stay out of there. No, 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 no more. Well, I haven't seen this one, but maybe we will absolutely love it. Uh, Please join us again for our next episode in which we will review Nabonga from 1944. I'm Stephen Sperling. I'm Aaron Paris. And I'm Josh Sperling. Goodbye, folks. Goodbye.